0: Welcome to the Entrepreneur Hot Seat, where I talk to entrepreneurs and business people from all walks of life and all levels of success, from millionaires to the people who are just starting out and everyone in between. My objective is not only to learn about their businesses and goals, but about their challenges and fears as well, all with the hopes of helping them and you find a pathway to success. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Andy Storch, and I am so excited for you to be joining me today because I have a very special treat for you. I'm going to be talking with my guest, my new friend, Michael McGreevy, and we're going to change things up a little bit today. But before we, I tell you about that, let me tell you about Michael. He is a professionally trained coach who is on a quest to help as many men as possible find assurance of their purpose and a deeper sense of confidence. He has helped hundreds of men break through their self-limiting beliefs and find massive success in business and relationships. Through his personal struggles with fear and insecurity, he has found the secret sauce that makes men come alive and become who they were made to be. Most importantly, Michael is a husband and a father of two kids, Gunner, who is three, and Skylar, who is one, and he has one more on the way coming to a family near you coming to his family <laughs> <laughs> this summer, uh, 2018. Michael, welcome to the podcast.
1: Andy, I'm so pumped to be here, man. I, I'm i like giddy right now. I can't wait to get into this.
0: Uh, I'm excited too. And uh, you just came on. We were just chatting, getting to know each other. We actually, we've never met before, but we have tons of friends in common. And you just kind of threw an audible at me, which I really love, uh, which is I was going to interview you about your coaching business. And I'm still curious about how you've built that. But you actually suggested, why not flip the script and maybe ask me some questions and do some coaching for me, which I'm happy to do because I love that idea. I love the power. I'm big into the power of coaching and I know we can all use help. So, um, I don't know, without further ado, maybe I'll just hand it over to you.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, Andy. I mean, it it takes some courage to just say, Hey, I'm going to submit to some coaching and open myself up to everyone that's listening. Good for you, man. Good on (laughs) you. I'm uh, really impressed with your, uh, just your openness to this. But I think a lot of people hear about coaching and they know people that have coaches and they've heard about the whole industry, but really getting to experience what that sounds like and what that feels like, that sounds like some kind of far off mystery somewhere. And, and for that reason, I think it's, it's pretty intimidating to get involved in coaching sometimes. So I thought maybe this could help some people be open to that idea for themselves because it's so powerful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And for people wondering, I've talked about coaching on the podcast and, and how I'm a big fan and have invested in coaching and masterminds and done some coaching myself. But uh, for people that haven't done that, that may be a little bit afraid, what,
1: what does that entail? What happens in a coaching situation? Yeah. Okay. Well, great. So we're going to dive right in and we get to a stopping point and You want to stop? Just let us know and we can wrap it up. All so right. Good, well, mercy. <laughs> yeah. <Y'all> mercy. <laughs> sure. Okay. So, Andy, uh, what would you like to focus on today? So, I'm not
0: quite sure, but we'll see where we go with this. Um, right before we started recording, you asked me what's something that I'm struggling with or a challenge I might be facing in my life or business right now, and you know, the, my first reaction is I don't have any big challenges because I do spend a lot of time studying myself and working on this stuff and, and trying to get help for things that I think I need help with. But I don't want to act like I've got it all figured out. I mean, certainly we all have challenges and I have challenges every day. And the most common one that comes up uh, that I was starting to talk to you about is one that I think is pretty common for a lot of men who are really ambitious is that I get so many ideas and things that I want to pursue. And for anybody that maybe have followed me or been listening to me for a while, you might know that about five six months ago, I left my job to pursue uh, join a new business, and something I've been really excited about because I've been passionate about entrepreneurship for a long time. I worked in a consulting company for seven years and learned a ton; it was fantastic. But I was excited to get the chance to go out on my own, and I've been having a blast building that business, trying to go out and find new clients and build this business. And I'm starting to see some really good traction. And I can see where putting in more time and and focus into it will allow me to grow it and and achieve my financial goals that that I've set for myself and for the year and for my family. And yet, I am constantly coming up with other new ideas, things that I want to pursue, ways that I can, you know, other things I can get involved in, especially as I talk to more people. And I really have to either pull myself back or I bring it up in my mastermind group. And have to have them bring me back. So I'd say that's that's the biggest challenge for me right now. And even though I know what is the right thing to do, it just feels so hard to pass up on other opportunities that come along. Because I know there's so
1: many things I could be doing in this world. Hmm. You know it's the right thing to do. What is the right thing to do? Well, I think that
0: based on you know conversations I've had with people and knowing what I've committed to and I'm trying to do, the right thing is to keep most or all of my focus
1: on the business that I'm trying to build. Hmm. What about these ideas? You said you have so many ideas and they keep coming up and I, I almost am hearing this elevation in your voice when you talk about these ideas. It excites you. But what you're supposed to do the right thing to do is to block them out. What is there? Is it to just focus and forget about them? Uh, I don't think it's to focus or forget about them. What I've
0: started to, to land on, and this is through conversations with our mutual friend, Vincent Puglese who's a friend and mentor of mine is that I think I can still, the, the things that are good ideas, I can nurture these things and maybe start to lay a foundation for that. And I think I've, kind of started to do that with a couple things, but maybe not jump into them too early, especially as I can and should be spending more of my time on
1: the main business. Ah, not jumping in on them too early, right. but giving them, them some time to marinate, to develop, to evolve. How do you know which ideas are the right ideas or good ideas to nurture?
0: Oh, it's an interesting question. I I don't know if we ever know which are the right ideas to pursue, but certainly one thing I've learned in speaking with entrepreneurs and really getting into this myself is that you don't really know until you try something, right? You've mm. you got to give something a shot and see if you succeed or if you fail and what you learn from it, or possibly talk to other people before you do, but, but probably trying something is the best way to find out. But then of course, if I'm diving into something, then that means I'm taking attention
1: away from, from my business. Mm. Now, depending on how deep you want to go here, Andy, where is all this leading? How clear is the picture of what you want your life to look like when you start to look out 15, 20 years? Mm. How clear is that picture?
0: I would say that the picture is semi-clear. Mm. You know, I've done thinking about this and had conversations with my wife, Courtney, about it recently. We have a shared vision of reaching a place of financial independence, financial freedom, where we're able to travel a lot more with our family and explore the world and and work when and where and how we want to work. But I think that vision is not just, we're always traveling and having fun, even though there's part of me that wants to do that. I think we're both working and running businesses that are still challenging and fulfilling. And also part of that, Is that we both have businesses where we are helping other people, right? We're making a difference. We're inspiring others, helping others, and Mm -hmm. so I want to make sure that we are heading in a direction that will will take us towards that. Some of these ideas are are most of them are usually related to that type of thing, and that's Ah.
1: to that probably too early. Okay, so this vision that you have is pretty clear. You want a free and flexible life. You want to be able to travel, not just for the sake of being on vacation, but you also want to impact people's lives. You want to make a difference. So if you had to come up with a question to ask yourself when one of these opportunities came up that relates to that vision, what would, what could that question sound like?
0: Well, the first thing that comes to mind is does this idea or would pursuing this idea keep me on track towards hitting that goal or, or keep me moving towards that vision. me ah. make progress towards that vision or would it
1: distract from that vision? Ooh, great, great question. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> when a, an idea comes up now or in the past, how do you categorize it as whether it's something that needs to be nurtured or something that you just kind of, put aside and forget about?
0: Mm, I probably don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm usually, it's something I'll get excited about. I'll write it down. I'll reflect on it, possibly get excited and start to make plans for how I'm going to move forward with it and then pull myself back and say, I I shouldn't do that yet. And let me put it aside. And then I, I probably don't really spend much time. I don't, not probably, I don't spend much time categorizing those ideas say, this is something I should definitely pursue later. This is something that's just a distraction. Let me get it out of the way.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, would it be helpful to have a way of filtering that immediately so you don't get pulled in to pursuing that idea, then having to pull yourself back? Yeah, I think it would be really helpful as
0: ideas come to... And I think I've gotten much better at this anyway, without an official system. I used to get excited about anything and everything that could possibly make money, you know, Mm. whatever it is, you name it. But now, I mean, if someone comes to me with something about cryptocurrency or some other way to, you know, get rich Mm. or whatever, if it doesn't fit into this plan, uh, I'm usually not biting. Uh, But if it's in that realm of, Either building the business I'm building, you know, finding new clients, or helping other people do things like that, or inspiring, coaching others, then it it's something that it's that I'm going to be thinking a lot about. And I haven't put an official system in place to categorize those. So as you're asking that question and getting me to think about it, it's making me think of. It would be nice to not only have that system to categorize, but also really have a a um uh what's the word I'm looking for an archive or something of these ideas maybe almost not only categorized by good or bad, but the types of ideas and the ones I really want to pursue, the kind of cool ones. And then the ones are like, don't do this. This does not fit. This was a good idea. Give it to somebody else. This is not something that fits into my, my overall vision.
1: Yeah. Wow. So Andy, let me just speak plainly a little bit. Your ability to come up with ideas and get excited about them and, grow them and take action on them is a gift. That's something that you're predisposed to do. I mean, it makes you a great entrepreneur. So to quell all these ideas that are coming in, to stuff them down, I think might crush your spirit. Ooh, don't want to crush my spirit. <laughs> no. So if you had a way, what would this mean for you? If you if you knew that you weren't missing out on any of the, these ideas, you were just you're collecting them and adding to yourself by growing these ideas and some you're nurturing, some you're letting go for later. Maybe some would even come to the forefront as important enough because it would contribute to that, that dream that you have. Mm. What would that mean for, how would that help you?
0: Well, I think it would, Probably, I mean, certainly it would keep me a little bit more organized with this stuff. It would allow me to refer back to the things that I might want to pursue later. Probably more importantly, I don't want to say that I get stressed by this, these, these things, but it might remove a little bit of stress or burden by saying, okay, I don't need to pursue this now. This is something I can pursue later. This is something I know I will. This is something I know I won't. Um, to either, you know, be able to push these things aside or put them in the right categories. Similarly to, I haven't done this in a while, but I know a lot of people love the idea of the the 12-week year and setting, you know, putting quarterly goals out there. And I didn't do that in a big way, but it was also when I learned about that concept, uh, it was a little bit freeing because I could get an idea and say, I'm not pursuing this right now, maybe next quarter or the quarter after that and start to put them out there. And this could be part of that categorization to say, hey, it'd be really cool to write a book on X, but that's not something I'm going to pursue right now. But I do think it's a good idea. Let me put it on this list and say, I'd kind of like to maybe think about doing that in the beginning of
1: 2019 or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. And you said something earlier that you end up having to pull yourself back sometimes when you pursue these ideas. Mm. What stops you in your tracks that says, wow, I need to pull myself back and refocus? What's going on that it's that important that you need to make a change?
0: Well, I realize that, uh, you know, I think when you... At least for me, I don't know about other people, but a lot of times you have these ideas and think, oh, this is not going to take that much time. This is not going to be a big distraction from what I'm doing. A couple hours Mm -hmm. a week, I can definitely fit that in. And then thinking about it more, talking to a friend or a mentor about it and, and realizing this actually could be a greater distraction. It could actually take five plus hours a week, which is significant when you're trying to build a business and, you know, spend time with family and go to the gym every day and all the other things that I'm doing. And so I have to be careful with every, every project, every hour how I'm spending my time. Right, protective mm. of that. So I think when I start to think about okay, how much time is it going to take? What commitments have I made? Uh, for instance, the commitment I made to myself and my family to growing this business and, and hitting mm. a certain income goal, the commitment to my business partner that I am devoted to this business as we're trying to grow it. Yes. And the other thing is also there's a realization too that. In building the business I have, there's potential to make even more money than I might make from some of these shorter-term ideas.
1: Hmm. Okay, and so you have a moment where you are reaching out to people that you trust and look up to, and they shine a little bit of light on this where where you don't see the full picture sometimes. Yep. Yeah, that is wisdom right there. Having people in your life that know you and can speak into your life and give you some deeper perspective. Well, that's great. So when you look at this uh, this system, there's a couple different categories there. What's included in in these different buckets that you'd put your ideas in?
0: Hmm. I don't know. Uh, One of the categories is very clearly, this is something I should not pursue. (laughs) That's like the garbage category. Another one could be, this is something that i would like to pursue one day you know mm-hmm. probably two plus years out another one could be this is something that i would i would like to test and possibly pursue in the very near future mm-hmm. uh, because of that could be split into it is something that could actually help and support my main business mm-hmm. or it's something that's separate from that but still would help either grow my personal brand or Contribute towards that overall vision or help Mm. our family financially or help my wife with her business. Yeah. Uh, And so there's, yeah, I mean, there's a few different categories things can be put into, but in general, it'd probably be like short term pursue, longer term pie in the sky. Like I would love to do X, write a book on X or start this type of business, but that probably needs to be at least three plus years out. Mm -hmm. And then there's things that I just can't, shouldn't, or don't want to pursue at all.
1: Yeah. And how will you know how much time you want to spend on something should it rise to the top as something that you could be working on right now? That's, uh,
0: I'm not sure. I mean, I think the the, the, the quick answer that comes to mind, because I'm a very social person, an extroverted person, is that I need to go talk to my wife, my friends, my mentors, my mastermind group, and get their perspective on it Mm. as I'm also reflecting on it myself.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's good. You're an external processor. Indeed. Yeah. Well, that's great. Has this been helpful to talk through some of this stuff?
0: Yeah, absolutely. This has been really helpful. Uh, I I like this idea of the the categorization. I think it's something that hopefully would also be helpful to, to people listening to this. Because if you're in the entrepreneurial space, you're probably getting a lot of ideas and other things coming to you. Maybe you don't get pulled every day to something new like I do, but people get ideas all the time. And how do you stay focused in a world where, oh my gosh, it's just so many distractions. It's just so easy for one of your other friends. Like I have one friend who's always coming up with these new ideas. He's got to text me every day about it. And I got to be like, dude, I'm trying to stay focused over here. Yeah. I had to shut him down yesterday with basically that uh, to say, I'm trying to stay focused. I'm really sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, that's great. And don't forget that question you came up with too, to use as a filter when an idea comes up. Hmm. Does this contribute to that overall dream I have to live a free and flexible life and also meaningfully impact the people that I meet and that I work with? Hmm. And I I know you said that in your own words. You said it beautifully. Yeah. But that's, that's something to hang on to as these ideas pop up.
0: I like that, and uh, it's it's interesting. I don't know how many people have really sat down and thought about their vision, the dream where they're trying to get towards, but then also taken the next step, the next level. What we're talking about, what you're talking about, which is to ask that question when you're trying to pursue something: does this fit into my overall vision? Does this actually help me make progress towards that, or is it just a distraction? And I think that question alone will make a lot
1: of decisions easier. Yeah. And one thing, Andy, you've already done is you have a vision. You've created this idea of where you and your wife and your family want to go with your life. And that's that's a key step. And it's almost, I would call it step number one for anyone that's listening. If you don't know what you want, it's difficult to then even create a question as a filter to what ideas you should pursue and what you shouldn't.
0: Yeah. So is that something you start with when you're working with people? Is is creating that vision?
1: Absolutely. That that is step number
0: one. <laughs> nice. This episode of the Entrepreneur Hot Seat is sponsored by Advantage Performance Group. Advantage is the first place to call when you need leaders to lead, sellers to sell, and your business to flourish. At Advantage, we offer creative learning solutions that can help accelerate leadership development, business acumen, sales performance, and business results. Our clients say we're imaginative, collaborative, insightful, and fun. For more info, visit AdvantagePerformance.com or call us at 415 925 6832 and now back to the show. All right. Well, I'll flip it back on you, Michael. Do you have a vision for your for yourself and your family that you're moving towards?
1: Absolutely. I do. And my vision is evolving. I'm like you, Andy, like a new idea comes into my mind. I was going to say every day, and now I'm going to say every hour. <laughs> <laughs> and so I really have to be careful about what I pursue and what I don't. But in a in a large part I am living my vision right now, which is to create a meaningful business that impacts the lives of men, which impacts their families and their generations to come. Mm. And do that by being able to spend an extraordinary amount of time with my family in the process. So I work from a home office. And I work with clients one-on-one in masterminds all over the country. And so I'm living that. And Actually, you mentioned something about my podcast, which I'm so excited about because it's it's called The Entrepreneurial Family Man. Yeah. And we talk exactly. about building that life and how can you build a business that you don't need to sacrifice time with your family in the process of, of building a lucrative business, something that supports you and helps you reach your income goals and also provides you the lifestyle that you want, where you can travel when you want to, you can work from different places and and really live an adventure through life, and, and so that's I'm moving closer to that and learning more about that vision every day. But in a large part, I am already living it.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I'm a, I'm a fan of your podcast, The Entrepreneurial Family Man. I've listened to uh, almost every episode since that's come out. And Of course, we met through some mutual friends. One of them is Jamie, who's on that podcast with you, and. You're all moving towards a similar vision like that, but doing it your own way. And I relate a lot to that because I'm doing similar stuff. And uh, I was just thinking of a, a microcosm, an example of what we were talking about. Can we talk about the move? Absolutely. Yeah. So before we we're recording, you're telling me you, you live in upstate New York and Buffalo, and you're looking at making a move soon to uh, Franklin, Tennessee, which uh, yes. I've come to know is like the epicenter of personal growth in the United States or something. It's <laughs> very strange. Uh, and my business partner lives there and I've, I've gotten to visit. But I think that's just like a great example. And maybe think of my wife and I are from Florida. Uh, we moved to California. We lived in California for 11 years. And we moved back here three years ago. But we're constantly talking about the next place we're going to move to. It's almost mm-hmm. like this fun activity. Every city we visit, we're like, oh, we could live here. We could live here. We've talked about Nashville and Franklin and, and Atlanta and Charlotte and Denver and I mean, you name it. We If there's a city we visited, we've talked about living there. And some of it's just fun, but some of it is also very similar to that whole idea thing we talked about. It's like, oh, this would be cool. Let's go pursue this. But then you've got to ask the question, like, how does this fit into my overall vision? Would this put us in better position? Or do we just like the weather and, you know, a couple people that live here? And so yeah. what was the process you used to decide to make that move? down
1: to Franklin? Well, on a, on a simple level, I'm a little bit tired of the nine-month winter that we have up <laughs> here in Buffalo. I, I was born and raised in out, outside of Buffalo, and it was such a great place to grow up. Love it here. But I just started to notice that some of the relationships that I have here were creating a ceiling in my life, and and I'm not trying to say at all that I'm better than anyone else. That is not what it's about at all. But just for what I'm doing in my business and where I want to go with my life and my values and my family, I just saw a much better fit down in Tennessee in the Franklin area. I always want to be challenged. I always want to elevate my mindset. I always want to experience new things and see new ways that I can grow and do things better. And um, so this has been a long process. The the idea came about probably two years ago, and um, it's been evolving since then. And sometimes you're just ready. You plan that process out. You look at your finances. You look at when the timing might be right with the kids and everything. And, and so my wife and I walked through that whole process and, and we have a, a target day and that's when we're going to start that plan. So uh, here we go. Um, and here's another thing too is big changes like this. Yeah, they're, they're big, but they don't have to be the end of your story too. It could be a disaster, and that's okay. Like, we can adjust and learn from it and grow. I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, we can can always move back. It doesn't have to be a permanent thing, but I'll tell you what is permanent, indecision. Mm. That keeps you in one spot, prevents you from growing, and it's so (laughs) limiting. So sometimes making a decision just to move forward changes everything.
0: Yeah, I I agree and it's uh, I can relate to a lot of that, you know, the main reason we we live in Orlando, Florida now and I love Orlando, the city. The main reason we've talked about moving is just because the same reason with Buffalo but the opposite. We're tired of the 9-month summer it's like <laughs> brutally hot for most of the year. Yeah. As we record this in March, it's very nice outside. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> the rest of the year, it's, uh, it's pretty tough. So we talked about moving to other places, but it's got to fit in. And I, I like what you said about indecision. At some point, it's like make a decision and either stick with what you got or, or move somewhere else. I want to talk about your business for a minute uh, because yeah. I, think, I think that's really interesting for a lot of other coaches and consultants who might be listening. Because you can cl- we can clearly see that you have a, a great talent and gift for this but a lot of people do. And that doesn't mean they're going to be successful because they do have to go out and build a practice. So how did you build your coaching practice to allow you to do it full time and do it successfully?
1: Yeah, I appreciate that, Andy. Thanks for the question. And I did it very poorly and I did it in the wrong way. I, you know, when I had this idea, this was, Andy, this was one of those ideas where I was like, yes, I'm going to do this and I'm off. Like, yeah, there was no ready, there was no aim. It was just like, fire, here we go, let's do this. And I was not ready. I, I had not grown to the point where I needed to to become a great coach, somebody who could support his family with coaching. So I, after a few months... I worked with a lot of great clients and had a good start but when those coaching packages ended I didn't have any new ones come in immediately after so I didn't think through a plan to keep this thing sustained over a long period of time. I thought if I just threw my website up there and and did regular social media posts and made a couple phone calls every week that everything would be good and I'd People be come. Right. Why not, right? But that is not how it went at all and I have a construction background. I owned my own remodeling business for several years. And there was a point where I had to go back to that and it was humiliating. So I picked up my tool belt again and called everybody I knew and said, "Hey, I need some work." And that was it felt like a failure, but it was due to my own lack of planning and that's one thing I really learned is to be mature about this and to look at this through the lens of a couple years, rather than I'm going to do this in three months or six months. Well, is that sustainable? Like, Do you have a plan? Like, When, when it, it doesn't go the way that you want it to go, what are you going to do? Do you have a backup plan for that? Do you have enough income set aside to sustain your family and, and keep them supported? Now, there's another side to this too. Some folks who don't have my fire ready aim personality, they tend to wait a little bit too long, right? Like there's some folks that they want to make sure they have f- five years of income saved up so if something happens that they'll be set and comfortable forever. Right. Hey, if that's you, you know, you know if it's you and you know if, if you're the other type of person, yep. you might need to stretch yourself a little bit and step forward and stop wasting, wasting your time you may never feel comfortable. You may never feel good enough to take that step forward, but this is a very in the coaching world. It's very much a relationship game and relationships are not quick. Mm -hmm. Quality relationships don't happen in one phone call. They don't happen in three. So you have to look at it as a long game. Start developing quality relationships over the period of months and years I've had my coaching business for about five years and I've only been consistent probably for about a year and a half to two years because those relationships I've been building for three years finally started to create some consistency in my business. With a high trust business like Coaching, you have to be patient, and you have to be consistent, and you have to consistently plant seeds, not expecting that your business is just going to blow up just because you hung your coaching flag outside. Was that helpful, Andy? Yeah,
0: very helpful. Uh, so you 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 started out there, you had a few clients, and you had to go back, but you didn't. You weren't defeated because you came back and you you started that coaching business again, or you kept it going. And you started consistently investing in relationships and and being more patient with the long-term plan. Mm. What were some things you did? Was it just consistently helping people, investing in relationships, reminding people that you you do this for a living and that when they're ready, they can come to you to hire you as a coach? Or were there any strategies that you followed that uh, allowed you to find more clients as you're building these relationships?
1: Yeah, I think... uh... What was helpful is somebody told me at one point in my journey you need to coach as much as possible Mm -hmm. and part of that is I needed to get better as a coach like I'm not gonna be somebody who changes people's lives in one year of coaching like it's a skill that's developed over time so I was getting training I was investing in a lot of money along the way to get trained as a coach from a couple different perspectives along the way I was reading like crazy and then any opportunity I'd, I could find, I coached, whether that was for 40 dollars, which was my first coaching package, or cool. free, I just took every opportunity to invest in other people and practice my coaching skills. Right. And eventually that 40 dollars turned into 100. And then it turned into 150 and then 200. and then it continued to go get higher and higher as I moved forward. And another thing to think about too is just building a business on one-on-one coaching is going to make things pretty tough. You'll be in that constant state of having to onboard a new client or be selling constantly. And if you like that, great, like go for it, but for me that's not I don't want to live in that space all the time. Yeah. So it's it's helpful to think about other services and ways you can offer your services that are going to be attractive to people of different income levels and also, uh, it's, you know, it's a big jump going, especially if you haven't coached before to then engage in a coaching relationship. So, you know, having some other products that someone can get to know you with your content to then, um, get a little bit more comfortable with who you are. So they would transition into coaching. That's a good idea too. So for example, like masterminds or coaching groups, maybe there's a lower price coaching group, that somebody could be a part of, and um, they could get a feel for who you are, also grow in the process, and then they might be ready for coaching later on, or maybe it's a it's a an online course that you build or maybe you want to write something um, you have to think strategically about how to round out your business so it's not doesn't hinge upon just one service
0: yeah, it makes sense, and then you you also have different opportunities to serve people. Um, different streams of income that could be coming in. Uh, yes. be- besides the, the kind of lack of planning in the beginning, what's another big mistake that you made along the way while you were trying to build it?
1: Hmm. Other than launching too early? Other than launching too early, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thinking that my logo and my website was important. Hmm. Now, it might be important in some fields yeah but uh i'd be willing to bet if you thought of your favorite thought leader or influencer can you tell me their exact web address and their logo can you envision it right now in your head maybe you can Eh. maybe but how important is that um when it comes to you respecting them and wanting to learn from them not all that important no so i i Spent way too much time trying to doctor up my logo and get the perfect name and get the perfect url and i 'm like yeah. pulling my hair out trying to make sure all that 's right and I was wasting time. I should have been out connecting with people I should have been sitting across from people at the coffee shop, calling them up, encouraging them, doing things to lift other people up and uh, that's that 's the probably the biggest mistake i made
0: yeah interesting i i I believe that and I think a lot of people you know there 's like the the myth or whatever. A lot of people, they'll they'll spend time putting up this great website. And then if you just set up the website, people will come, right? Yeah. And uh, you, know, you tell people, that's not going to happen, right? You got to invest in relationships. You got to be out there. So although funny story on that, when I decided I wanted to go into coaching a couple of years ago, I did set up a website, but I didn't really do much beyond that content creation, SEO, nothing. I did start investing in relationships. I knew that's where things were going to come from, but I think a lot of people would probably agree having a website is sort of table stakes these days. I mean, you got to have it at least out there, right? But I never really put much thought into it and certainly didn't expect anybody to ever go to it. And then just this week, actually, a guy called me out of the blue for performance coaching and I asked him where he found me and he said, oh yeah, I I, I just Googled performance coaching and I found your website. And I I didn't pursue that conversation with him, but... I got to think that he must have been down on like page 10 of the search results. I don't really understand how it's <laughs> possible that he could yeah. have found me. I thought maybe it was a joke the whole time. Yeah, hey, uh, that's great. It's just not where you expect people to come from.
1: Yeah. And so that was maybe, was that the only person you ever got just from a, a website?
0: That is the only it? person I've ever got. Other than uh, coincidentally, the next day, uh, I got a web form submission. Uh, that was a complete joke, a uh, practical joke from my uncle. <laughs> <In Tennessee>, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So there you go. One, um, one coaching opportunity from your website. That's and, it. It's um, not bad. From relationships, probably several more.
0: Several. Yeah. Everything else has been from relationships, either meeting people at conferences or, you know, through, through contacts I have through people I know. And I'm, I'm guessing most of your clients have come from that route as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Very cool. Well, uh, I, I was going to ask you if you had any advice for people that would be, that are starting out in the coaching and consulting space, but it sounds like we kind of got that from you, right? Planning ahead, um, investing in your time and relationships, talking to people, coach as much
1: as possible. Anything else that you would add to that? Just be valuable to people. I know it's hard, uh, to not think about how you're going to make money when you meet a person, but people can smell that on you. Mm. Just, just be be helpful, be valuable. Think of people and and how you can lift them up and, and um, help them achieve their dreams and just be that person wherever you go. Not only when you're thinking about your business, but all the time and it's going to take care of itself. It will.
0: I love that. Very, very cool. Uh, all right. So we got to wrap things up, Michael, for anybody listening who would like to get in touch with you, find out more, maybe take a look at that cool website and logo, uh, where, (laughs) Where do they go to find out more information?
1: McGreevyLeadership.com.
0: McGreevyLeadership.com. And the podcast is The Entrepreneurial Family.
1: Yes, EFMLife.com.
0: EFMLife.com. Awesome. All right, Michael. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for flipping the script on me and uh, digging into my own challenges. That was uh, a lot of fun.
1: Oh, man. Thank you so much, Andy. Took a lot of courage and uh, I appreciate you a lot. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you too, man. Take care. Thanks for listening
0: to the Entrepreneur Hot Seat. You can find more information at entrepreneurhotseat.com or my personal website, andystorch.com. Please don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. And if you have any questions or comments, or if you are looking for ways to take your life and business to the next level, you can send me an email to Andy at andystorch.com. Take care.